If you're looking for employee learning and training ideas, how to innovate your learning process, or the newest training trends, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Learning and Training Podcast. I'm Stephen Maggi. How do you assess the skill level of all your employees? It's a big question. Nobody knows quite the right way to do it. There's been some efforts at it. However, we have a product now that can really do this about as well as you can with more of an objective look as opposed to subjective. Anyway, to tell us all about this product today is Murray Goldberg. He's the founder and CEO of Marine Learning Systems. He was with us last week, and we want to talk to him specifically about this new product. And one thing you came up with, which I want to talk about, is a thing called Skill Grader. Some of your people gave me a test run through this, and I have been involved with safety programs in various industries all my life. I've never seen anything like this. It was a way of really making everybody really accountable and really quantifying the type of skills that you acquire over time, which was fascinating. Are people afraid of it sometimes, or is it? do they love the idea because they know they're taking away some of that subjectivity that's involved in any kind of workplace? So it's early to say for sure because the skill grader is a fairly new initiative, and I'd love to tell you just a little bit about where it came from because, to me, it's, it's, it's very interesting. But to answer your question specifically, it's a fairly new initiative, and so its use is limited so far. We really just built the kind of commercial version of it, so we have some beta testing and some pilot testing. But the first anecdotal evidence is that it doesn't make people afraid. In fact, on the contrary, uh, what we've been told is that in, in the previous scenario where skills are typically graded uh, by a sophisticated assessor, he or she has a, a form that they fill out on paper and they go through. A lot of it's somewhat subjective. You can't get away from that when it's a paper-based kind of assessment. Whereas previously, at the end of the assessment, the trainees would ha- have a discussion with the assessor and it was very easy for the trainees to disagree about how they were assessed because there is a fairly high degree of subjectivity. And so that was a problem, not just for the trainees, but for the assessors as well, because they were always in a position of having to defend how they assessed these things. With a skill grader, so much of that subjectivity is taken out. It's highly objective, at least compared to how it was done or how it's still done in many cases, but how it will be done in the past, I'll say optimistically. And so what happens now is at the end of an assessment, if a trainee is looking at the outcome of that assessment, there's very little room for argument. Something either happened or it didn't happen. And so you might be able to argue, well, does what I did constitute a three out of five versus a four out of five on a paper-based form? The skill grader is based on a more binary model where you can get very deep insights, but a more objective kind of assessment criteria. So those arguments go away. And reports, by the way, come out immediately and automatically, which is another advantage when you're talking to trainees. Right. And it seems to me for the employee, there's that sense of fairness. It really comes across there where, again, it isn't, well, this guy doesn't like me or she has, you know, has a thing for me where she doesn't want me to succeed. This is pretty objective. And I thought that was really positive. Tell us how you came up with this in the first place. Where did the skill grader come from? Yeah, well, I wish I did come up with it. Um, it, 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 it just like so many things in life, it kind of came up in, in some sense. So, I mean, if you think back just a little bit, 
it's actually shocking to me that we didn't come up with it or that somebody else hasn't come up with it before. Because if you think, it, if you think about how technology has aided education, you know, what do we have? We have the LMS, which is very good at, at knowledge transfer, you know, and, and knowledge learning. It's very good at knowledge assessment as well. You can build exams, and if the exams are well built, the LMS can deliver them and dissect the data and all those kinds of things. And on the skills side, that's, that's the knowledge side. On the skills side, we have simulations that are very good at teaching skills. We have emerging AR and VR that are very good for skills as well uh, in terms of teaching them. But what do we have in terms of technology to assist us with skill assessment? Well, nothing. I mean, if you, if you think of it as a you know, four-quadrant kind of matrix, there's this big gap uh, under skills and assessment. This, to me, is the last piece in terms of kind of the broad application of technology to learning, to training and assessment. And so how do we come up with it? So what happened was we have a, a, a huge cruise line customer. I, I'd be happy to say their name, but I probably would have needed permission uh, to do so. They're fantastic. I certainly won't say anything bad about them. And they're, they're remarkable. They're remarkable in terms of their dedication to safety. And they have a very large simulation training center, maritime simulation training center in Europe, who's also a customer of ours because it's, it's owned by this uh, large cruise line. And those people are expert assessors. I mean, if you've ever, first of all, they're expert skill teachers uh, because that's what they do. And they are expert assessors. Uh, they're really remarkable to watch in, in these simulation scenarios, how they, how they guide them through and how they assess the outcomes of the teams and the individuals in terms of how they contribute to the teams. They, realized that there was a gap here and they said we want number one to be able to do more assessments and by the way assessments are limited by the availability of expert assessors and so we want we want the level of expertise required by the assessor or the observer to be a little bit lower of the required level a little bit lower so that we can do more of these that's number one we want them to be much more objective rather than subjective and we want to be able to mine data out of them much, much more easily. Because they had the problem where everything was done on paper, where it was very hard because of the subjectivity to compare my assessment that I've done today versus one I, uh, I did a year ago, or an assessment that you did today, Steve, versus one that I did today. This, this is all a problem. And because the data is all on paper, it's very hard to mine. So the result, of course, is that they needed some technical help in doing this. So they we as their vendor and a German human factors performance group kind of got together and said, what's the best way to do this? And we came up with uh, what they actually uh, re referred to as C's, which was a specific assessment tool for simulators. And we built one for them just as a prototype, just to kind of vet these ideas. Interestingly, the prototype was released to them just for a little bit of testing. And before very long, it ended up being used 100% for every assessment, for every simulation assessment they did throughout the organization. It was that much of a hit that it uh, became used ubiquitously throughout wow. the organization. Yeah, and, and, and so and the technology wasn't really ready for that because it was built as kind of a, uh, a prototype proof of concept. Uh, but nonetheless, they, uh, they, they did, and it's very, very positive. So now what we've done is we've, I mean, we've, we've made a tremendous number of changes to make it much more general in terms of the algorithm in the back end that's used to assess the teams and, and the individual contribution to the teams. We've turned it into an app so that you can take this app on a tablet and run it anywhere. And it applies to a much broader set of kind of skills. Really, any observable skill that's performed by either an individual or a team 
uh, can be assessed by this. So this app, you know, I started this by saying, you know, it, it, the app is really just coming out right now, and so we don't have a tremendous amount of, of data with it aside from its use at this large simulation center. But we're very excited about it because, number one, I think it's going to be a big hit in maritime, but I think it will be a big hit in any safety-critical kind of setting, uh, especially where you are multi-sited and you want to really keep control of how assessment is done and you want to set those standards at the top of the organization and make sure they're followed down lower in day-to-day assessments. But I also think it'll be very interesting to see what the uptake is like in large distributed brand-focused organizations. I mean, even hotels or food and beverage that really care that everything is done in exactly the same way to their high standard, regardless of where they are. I think it's tools like this that will actually enable that kind of thing. We'll be back with Murray Goldberg, founder and CEO of Marine Learning Systems, in just a moment. You're listening to the Learning and Training Podcast. There's a first time for everything, and equipping your team with the confidence of practice and familiarity can be tough. At Epsilon XR, we embrace the trial and error of on-the-job training without being, well, on the job. We create immersive training experiences with virtual and augmented reality that give your employees an opportunity to learn and practice in safe environments. Want to hear more? Go to EpsilonXR.com. This is the Learning and Training Podcast. We're talking with Murray Goldberg, founder and CEO of Marine Learning Systems. So we've got this exciting program, Skill Grader. You're obviously, you're fascinated by learning management systems, what your passion and so forth. So it's a perfect time to ask you the magic question, which is take your crystal ball out five to 10 years. Where do you see LMSs going at that point? Is there anything that you're particularly excited about? You know, there's a lot that I'm really excited about, actually, and maybe that's not a huge surprise, because you're right, I, I, I really do care about this. I, I mean, let me say one thing very, let, let me defend my excitement about learning technologies just briefly, and then I'll, I'll actually answer your question. I mean, what, what do we have that has a greater opportunity to make a societally significant change than educating or training people better? Because... That's, I mean, that's what we do as a culture to advance ourselves. And not only will better tools help us better educate our doctors, our, our lawyers, our mechanics, whatever, but they'll help us better educate and better train our teachers and our trainers as well, who will then go on to become better teachers and better trainers and better educate the next generation and so on and so on. So that's why I'm excited about these technologies, because I think fundamentally what they do is they have the opportunity to improve our society, to improve our culture, to improve our prospects as, as humans, effectively. So that's why I care about it. What do I think is really exciting right now? You know, on the LMS front, it's really about data, being able to slice and dice data, being able to use machine learning and AI approaches to examine in a fine-grained way how people learn, the paths they take, the successes or the failures that they have, and who they are, and combine that all together to be able to present to somebody automatically, okay, based on who you are, this is how 
you're most likely to achieve success. We're going to walk you through that, basically. So on the LMS front, I think that's very, very exciting. It's a form of adaptive learning. And with, a, with um, machine learning, we, we now are really have the tools at our disposal to, to take uh, some of this and, and make it very exciting. We have a partnership, you know, because of my uh, relationship with the University of British Columbia. There's a data science program there, and we're working with them on that to do some of the very earliest parts of, of this. We're very excited about that. I also think that within skills, there's a lot of very exciting stuff happening uh, in AR and VR and simulation. I mean, we all know about that. That's in some sense not new news. It's slightly old news now, if you can call it old news. But I think that's going to be really fascinating, especially when you take it and you apply it to teams. I mean, we all have the experience now, or many of us will have the experience now, of working on a shared Google Doc where I'm typing here in Vancouver and Steve, you, wherever you are, you can see me typing and you correct as I'm typing. And so, so we're collaboratively doing something, but at a distance. I think as we extend AR and VR and extend it to teams who are disparate, who are, who are located around the globe and present to them scenarios that they can work together and learn as a team on the same shared simulation effectively, and by the way, have the assessor be a part of that and be able to replay it and be able to view it from any angle. I think we can take AR and VR and extend it uh, using some of the technologies that we have to uh, really address this team-based skills aspect of training that's very hard to otherwise address. Those, those are the things that excite me the most right now. We're all excited about it, and I know, Murray Goldberg, that when, when those are out there, you're going to be right in the middle of it. We're excited. If we want to find out more about your company, Marine Learning Systems, where do we go online? Yeah, so it's not hard, www.marine, like the ocean, marineLSlearningsystems.com, marineLS.com. Murray, if we want more information on Skill Creator, where can we go? You can find us online, Steve, at www.skillgrader.com, S-K-I-L-L-G-R-A-D-E-R.com. Well, check it out. Thanks so much for being with us today, Murray. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. It's been wonderful, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Murray. And for more information on anything you hear on the Learning and Training Podcast, contact us at team at learningandtrainingpodcast.com. Thank you for joining us here at the Learning and Training Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast updates. And if you're looking for even more learning tools and resources, check us out at epsilonxr.com.